Hello, everyone, and we welcome you to this 63rd edition of the No Shot Clock Podcast, our, our second podcast of this new high school basketball season, which tips off in a week. So I, we're getting ready for that today. I'm Joe Henriksen of the City Suburban Hoops Report, and joining me as always is Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun-Times, and this podcast is going to be pretty simple, Mike. Uh, we're going to break down your preseason top 25, which is... I think being released now on the podcast and then in the in print later. Is that how it's yeah going to be a little bit early in print? Usually, you know, we run it on the Monday, so it'd be a week from today. But got a lot of things happening, so we're going to go in print on Friday. And I actually don't know when I'm putting it online. I guess maybe when I'm completely done with all the write ups. But this is definitely the debut, the premiere. No one will know anything before they hear it on this podcast. Um, so it's, it should be pretty good. I know last year we broke this up into two episodes, but we're going to do it all in one here, try and rip through it. Um, one kind of little bit of housekeeping. Uh, no questions this week. We'll get right back on that next week, though, when we do kind of a, another formatted preview. Might talk some All-State teams, Player of the Year race, that kind of stuff, and we'll take some questions. Also, I wanted to mention, since we didn't last week, please take some time and rate and review us if you can on the iTunes store. That's really helpful. It helps other people find the podcast. And I know we probably have a lot of listeners that are new since we asked about that for the last time. So also, I don't know. We've always gone 25 to one. And I texted Joe earlier this morning and decided I'd kind of like to reverse it this year. I feel like it makes more sense. You know, I mean, kind of take it in like groups of teams a little bit that are more alike and just starting out with 25 and this year especially seemed kind of gross to me. <laughs> so Well, any rankings, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously people, I mean, how many, you can probably count the amount of people that do rankings on one hand. And I know everyone gets upset and riled up about this team not making or that team not making it, but they're difficult to do. Uh, they are, and especially, you know, when you get to those, I don't know what you say, post number 15, uh, it, it's just, there's just so many different teams you could go with and you could enter, enter, you know, switch up and yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it's a challenge. And then, you know, a lot of it's just here in the beginning of the season, I think as we get into this, I think there's five that are clearly a top five. And well, we'll get into that right now. But I, I, you know, when I do my rankings, I think I'll have the exact. Well, I do. I have the exact same top five as that you have. Slightly different order, but again, uh, opinion is just going to differ. But uh, again, I think we got a pretty heavy dose of publicly here in this top five. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really kind of simple. It breaks down to a clear top five, and then to me, there's a clear tier of the five underneath. And then there's a clear third tier of five teams, and then it's the complete Wild West, where it, I feel like it could be any of 20 teams for those last 10 spots. So let's get right in. We don't have any sound effects. We have no soundboard, no drum roll. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the number one, I'm gonna I'll, I'll preface a little bit. That'll be the drum roll. I had so much trouble with this. I I have never had this much trouble with the number one. I, I think mainly because I've never had so many candidates. I was totally so, totally stuck on four teams. I think that 
Young, Morgan Park, Simeon, and Orr, all at various times over the last two months, I've considered. Um, that was after the long Simeon all summer. I kind of thought they'd be number one. But the Keezo Brown issues really put that up in the air for me. Then Adam Miller coming to Morgan Park was huge. You know, Curie got all the transfers. You had to start maybe think a little bit about them. But in the end, my number one is Orr. The 2A state champs. <laughs> you know, and, and again, I'm at their... I mean, anybody could sit here and argue any of the ones we just mentioned or you just mentioned, and including including Orr. And I, I mean, Orr is they're, they're legit. I mean, they won his two a, two a state title. What I think it's gonna be interesting with Orr before we break down their personnel a little bit is I think kind of their 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 goal setting and what they are really after this year. Yes, they want to repeat as state champs, but they are two a. They're always gonna get labeled as a two a school when March rolls around. They could kind of walk through 2A, and we'll see how it shapes up in March. But I think that city playoffs is just going to be huge for Orr this year. And where they're at on that public league hierarchy and trying to break through to win a city championship, I think that's going to be, I don't want to just diminish and or dismiss their goal of repeating the state champs, but I just think that's going to be a really an added, really driving force for them is gearing up for that public league run. Yeah, no doubt. They want to prove that they're the best team in the area, which is kind of a different thing. You know, usually they teams want to win the state title, but they've got that. They don't know. They know that doesn't prove a ton based on these other teams. And they've got a lot coming back. They lost Alex flute was kind of a big scorer and a starter Another starter, Sam Williams, but Williams is a guy who kind of maybe just started because he was a senior. They're just loaded. Ty Mosley, Danny Smith, Raekwon Drake, Emmanuel O'Neill, Brian Hernandez, all back. They picked up two big transfers, a senior Chase Adams from Marion Catholic and a sophomore that you might not know a lot about, Demaria Splunge. He had a big freshman year at Clark. It sounds like he had a very good spring and summer. He's kind of a 6'4 guard forward type. But when you look at this team, the one thing they don't have is the high major superstar. You know, Ty Mosley is uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Danny Smith and Raekwon Drake nowhere yet. But man, is it, I think what put it over the edge for me, I don't have to wonder about seeing this team play. And that's what I had to do about the rest. Even with Chase being new, Chase Adams there, you know, I've seen these guys play. I know that they have had some great chemistry last year. You saw that. There just weren't a lot of problems on the court sharing the ball in any way. I just feel like they might be a step ahead of some of these other teams as far as ready to roll right away. Yeah, and, you know, having watched them this summer, they, they look a year older. They, they look a year older both physically and the way they kind of carry themselves. And, I mean, they are physical and athletic with Raekwon Drake, and Tyrone Mosley is extremely long, versatile. Uh, Emmanuel O'Neal, guy that isn't talked about much, is a 6'3 wing who's very active. And then I think Danny Smith continues to be one of the real overlooked players in the city and in the state. He's just a 6'5, big body, do it all, gets a little bit done inside, can step out, face the basket, put it on the floor. And then Brian Hernandez provides that outside shooting and some toughness. And then the real key, position-wise, was point guard. Chase Adams, pure point guard. Uh, you know, I know Ty Mulder can slide over there and play some point, but, you know, Chase Adams will make them go, and it's just going to make these other 
all these other names we just talked about even that much better. And yeah, you're right. They're loaded. They're they've got some size. They've got some unbelievable amount of experience and and cohesiveness with this group that's been through the wars. They've 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 been together now for three four years, and it's just a it's a talented group that's that is a clear choice for a two A state championship team. And then now obviously being ranked number one is. Um, you know, they don't, they don't get the opportunity when March rolls around to play, you know, the Simeon and Curies and Young in 4A or even a Morgan Park in 3A. You know, 2A playoffs are, you know, it's a, it, it, they're, they're a forgotten, it's a forgotten thing and in the Chicago area. And I just will go back to what we just started out talking about. It's a chance for or That's why I think those city playoffs and how they fare in January and February are going to be huge for them. They play Curie the first week of the season on Wednesday. Um, so that'll be huge. <laughs> you know, they'll yeah. see Young in the conference play. Um, not to get too far off topic here, but that first week of the season's looking good. I don't know if you guys saw, but we posted the schedule on Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, it's the best I've seen in a few years. There's a lot of really high-quality games that first week, so it'll kick off uh, with some fun. All right, number two, Simeon. You know, I think most of the season, sorry, most of the off-season, most people assumed they were going to be number one. I did as well. And it just, the Kizo Brown thing is just big to me. You know, they, everybody is back from that team that almost won the state title last year. They finished second, except for Evan Gilliard. And Kizo Brown is up in the air right now. We'll see how that goes. But I just, I worry about the backcourt. You know, Kawan Clements is a great point guard. I just worry about that scoring guard on a high school team. I mean, Xavier Pinson is there. They picked him up from St. Pat's. Zion Young, another transfer. I just, I don't like resting my hopes on a transfer guards. It worried me a little bit. But you gotta love Talon Horton Tucker, of course, and uh, Messiah Jones just does it all. He, along with Danny Smith, are going to kind of be those junkyard dog slash player of the year candidates this year. You know, they'll, they'll have a chance. And you, you can just list the talent on all. And every year, Simeon's got it from freshman through the senior year. It could very well wind up as the 4A state champs. Nobody would be surprised. But I, I just didn't have quite as much faith in them right now as I do in Orr. But they're going to be excellent. You know, I, I I think from top to bottom, roster wise, Simeon has the most talent, but they also have a couple of of ifs. You know, if Xavier Pinson is who I think he is and how he played all spring and summer, then you know that's no longer an if for me. They are the best team. That that's how much I'm going to put on Xavier Pinson. You know, I, I just think he. He has a natural ability to make those around him better. And with the weapons that are on the floor, I know the keys will things up in the air, but Talon Horton Tucker is that high-level star. Uh, and Messiah Jones might not be a high major, but he is a mid-major player who is a true difference maker at the high school level because of his tenacity, athleticism, physicality around the basket both defensively blocking shots rebounding plays much bigger than 6-5 you know that those two pieces there with Messiah Jones and Taylor Horton Tucker and you add Xavier Pinson you know and then they've you know Zion Young is a is a physical force at 6-3 he's a he is a beast 
athletic freak off the floor. Uh, so I just think they've got so many pieces, but there's there is a little bit more of an if factor because of some of those new pieces. How do they blend in? You know, how are Kiwan Clements and Xavier Pinson going to coexist? Both of them, you know, are, are lead guard types. Uh, you, you know, your your question about guard. I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker is so versatile. I mean, you could put him, play him at four different spots on the floor, which. You know he'll he'll play that all over the floor all year long for for Rob Smith, but you know, and I think they've got some some bench guys, Mike. Who you know, I just think they need maybe one of them to kind of rise to the occasion, whether it be that Kenny Pittman or Bakari Simmons, uh, and keep an eye on, the, on an impact that Ahmad Bynum could provide down the road of uh, of the best freshman probably in in the Chicago area. Yeah, the depth, no question there. You know that that would have been. And that was one of the problems I kept thinking about. The depth is just so much depth. <laughs> I mean, Simeon definitely has more bodies to throw at it for sure. And then I'm a little worried that, you know, I like Xavier Pinson's game. I thought he played really well when I saw him last year. I just kept seeing Pats lose. You know, I saw him lose that game at St. Viator, you know, you know, to a below 500 Viator team. I saw them lose that Evanston at the shootout at Evanston. I feel like that colored it a little bit for me. It's weird the kind of things that come into your mind when you're trying to pick this number one team, but um, who knows? You know, if Kizo's around, anything could happen. All right, let's move it along. Number three, I had a really hard time now with this too, with the three and the four. Um, I ended up going with Morgan Park, number three. Uh, Ayo Dosumu, best player heading into the season. They could have been number one for sure. Adam Miller... I, has just impressed everybody this spring and summer. He's going to be, he's the best sophomore in the state. The question for Morgan Park is going to be rebounding. And now that's a question that isn't usually a problem for Morgan Park and for Nick Irvin. I just, I don't believe yet in Tamel Pearson. And it's a problem for me. I mean, he, I saw him play well, but even if you look at Morgan Park's inflated stats in the program from last year for the state tournament he just averaged five boards a game and you know that was because Melo Burrell you know and um sorry what's the other uh I've already blacked out um Linnell Henry uh we're we're taking the boards but they need they need those rebounds to come through and that's a question they should be able to answer I don't have I mean I don't have as Big a worry about that because I think Tamel Pearson has really grown as a player, uh, and, and that's a big thing. I mean, we, we, we the the progress these players make, you know, particularly individual players from March till now, you know, some make big jumps. I think Tamel Pearson is one of those. I mean, I think he's he's playing with much more confidence now. I think he, I think he knows and understands who he is better. I think he, he he's physically developed better. And he brings that motor and high energy. And when you're six eight, and you've got the the energy and the competitiveness to go with it, uh, that alone goes a long way. I, I just think this Morgan Park team, though, has probably the best one two punch that you'll find anywhere in Illinois. That's how good I think. It, I mean, obviously, Ayo Dosumu is the top ranked senior, but they now they also they have a top ranked player in two different classes. So. You know, and Adam Miller is more. You know, sometimes we rank our number one prospect in a young class on potential and what they can become, and they're a ways away from being. And I'm strictly talking prospect here. They're a ways away from being like a high school impact dominating type of, of player. 
that's not Adam Miller. Adam Miller is is a ready to go, uh, high level high school player now. So you team him up with Adesumu, whew, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if this Morgan Park team has as much depth as some of the other ones in the past. Uh, but again, I just think when you've got that star quality at the top and those two guys, and you throw in a Division One big man and Tamel Pearson, I mean, that's an unbelievable start. Yeah, and we should note, you know, for those of you that don't play crazy close attention to everything, Morgan Park did lose three underclassmen over the uh, offseason. They lost Lamont Johnson, um, you know, hard-nosed, good ball handler, great defender. They lost him to a school in Tech. He moved to Texas, I believe. Namari Burnett, high profile, you know, the superstar of the state tournament. He went to California. And Sean Robinson, um, very promising, 6'8 or so. You know, he's going to be a sophomore. He went somewhere I think, to California. Those are, those are my, my two two of the top five South players in that class. Yeah, Namari that's Burnett crazy. And Sean Robinson, you know, so, you know, the, I don't know if Adam Miller still comes if, if Burnett's here. I don't know, but, um, yeah, that, that those are some big, heavy losses. But I think when you can – I mean, they're going to ride those two guards, and, 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 the, and the dueling kid is a good one too, Kenyon Dueling. Uh, and Marcus Watson, we saw him yeah. last stepped in last yeah. year. I always hurt. So you know, um, Dillon's you know signed Division One player signed with Tennessee State. So it is um, you know it, it, it's for sure the three A favorite. Uh, I, I think they'll probably win another three A state championship. But again, I mean, it, it goes back to this: how deep a city is. We continue on these rankings. Yeah, number four is Whitney Young which it's pretty low for a team with this kind of ability, this kind of experience back for the defending 4A state champs. Um, they lost Lucas Williamson, Craig Boudot. Um, I-, I love this team. I, I think I-, I thought about them, about kind of thinking outside the box, just going number one with them. And this trio of Xavier Castaneda, Javon Freeman, and Justin Boyd to go along with the younger talent here, is just going to be so exciting to watch. They're going to fly up and down the floor. This team is going to play fast. So many ball handlers, so many guys that can get to the rim and do things. Shooters. I, I, I really, really am looking forward to seeing this young team play, more so than any Whitney Young team in quite a few years. I mean, you mentioned the three seniors, and obviously Castaneda makes that team go at point guard. The key for the, of that senior group, Justin Boyd is going to have to rise up now. I mean, it's his opportunity to shine. He's a perimeter shooter with some length. But these two younger players, um, Tyler Beer, the sophomore, and Miles Baker, the, the junior, you know, they're both Division One prospects. They, as you said, they are going to go up and down the court. Now they don't have a whole lot of size. Uh, Jake Kosakowski is six foot six. Uh, Kind of a stretch four man. Uh, it gives them a little bit of size, but they are going to, like like you said, they're going to play up and down, probably as fast as any team, well, certainly that Whitney Young has had, but also really of any team in the Chicago area. You, we always kind of associate Morgan Park with that style. Whitney Young is going to play extremely fast and put pressure on every opponent they face. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. They, the Dolphins also picked up Elliot Seeger. He's a sophomore, the transfer from DePaul Prep, who was, I mean, maybe I guess the best freshman last year. <laughs> I mean, if you actual varsity production 
perhaps well, DJ Stewart. Yeah, okay. through but, the uh, season though, I think Seeger was probably better. Um, yeah, I mean, second half is no question, Stewart. I mean, yeah. the leading scorer for a state runner-up. But I, yeah, I mean, Seeger put up numbers as far as productivity. You know, clearly one of the most productive young players. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how he fits in, though, because I, that's some, that's some serious talent at, at <laughs> young in the in the perimeter, and you know they're gonna rot. I, I think they'll play. They'll have that rotation of six, seven perimeter guys that can can really go, and you know it, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be just interesting to see how it all comes together with each of their roles. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Seeger, I think, might help a little bit half court. You know, if they do want to slow it down sometimes, he, he really excelled with that for DePaul prep. But, yeah, this I, these are four talented teams. Any of them could have been number one. Next up, you know, I didn't really consider Curie. Curie's number five. I didn't consider them for number one just because it's so many new faces and pieces coming together, and I had so many other good contenders. But they do have the ability to match any of these teams for sure. And you can see them putting it together. I know they had some excellent games over the summer. It's a new group transfer Maurice commander from Morris. It's a Morris from Marist who uh, Joe talked about a little bit in the last podcast, Jaden Gasby from urban prep Englewood. He's a six, four kind of swing man. And then Marquise Walker from St. Joseph. We all know about him. He's going to go along with the Martin twins that are back. And then a really talented kind of junior sophomore group that the Condors have. No, it's uh Again, Maurice Commander to me was one of the the biggest eye openers this off season on the AAU circuit. He was just outstanding. I, uh, just a scoring guard, puts the ball in the hole. He's got a lot of experience under his belt. So I mean that that is obviously a big addition. But you know, the, a kid we haven't even talked about at all really, who's ready to blossom is is uh, Dewan Gordon. He's a six foot three junior. He's among he's a, among my top fifteen prospects in the junior class, and no one even really knows about him. Uh, he can score, put on the floor, shoot a little bit. He, I think he's going to be one of the breakout players in that in that class of two thousand nineteen. Uh, and, and then you got those those you know the Martins are seasoned man. They've been through a state championship run as sophomores. Uh, played obviously high stakes games last year, so. This has got a, a team with some depth, and you mentioned there's a lot of young talent at, at Curie that people aren't aware of. That you know, if, if one or two of those guys steps up and really adds to this group we've already mentioned, you know, I it wouldn't shock me at all if if it, if it was a week where Curie is sitting there at number one at some point this season. Yeah, um, Hinton, Ramian Hinton is one of the sophomores. Joe's talking about Terrell Hunt. Who um, big strong kid who played a bit last year? He had some appearances on varsity, but yeah, Curie's a, a really interesting team. I just feel like it might take. I'm saying this. I'm saying <laughs> then it might take a while for them to come together. But then there's also this part of me that thinks Orr is going to come into that first game all jacked up as number one <laughs> and lose to Curie right away and put me in a rough spot. But who knows? Um, I think Joe and I can both we'll both agree on this. This is the clear top five and the clear top tier of teams without question yeah and there's uh, a, a drop it's not to say that somebody gets one of these teams at, at pontiac or proviso or some shootout i'm not saying that they're not the they are clearly the five best teams mike but they are also 
not the some of the unbeatable that we would appear to be unbeatable of, of some past year teams. Yeah, clear top five, not unbeatable. Nobody's unbeatable, especially this year. And so now I think Joe and I will probably have some differences here, possibly over the next five. Um, but I'm get I, my number six, and this is wild because this is a team that lost in the regional final last year in the playoffs, but they've got everybody back. Niles North, number six. They were 21 and 10 last year. I am compl- I am fascinated by Demaria Franklin and why he's not a bigger prospect. Every time I see him, he goes absolutely nuts. Um, Javon Claiborne, Jamal Stevenson, a, a highly touted freshman, Jalen Butler, I've been hearing about. This is not what you, if you haven't seen this group, this is not what you're going to picture when you think Niles North basketball. Uh, they do an awful lot of athletic things. And I guess the key for them is what I'm looking for is can they play slow? Cause they're going to have to sometimes. And I haven't really seen that ability out of this group yet. Well, I mean, Demario Franklin has has been one of the most productive players at a high level over the last two years for for a team that's won. You know, th- this is a program that's won some games, Mike, over the years. I mean, Glenn Olson's done a great job uh, getting twenty plus wins. They they made a, a a deep run a few years ago. You know, I, but these are some guys coming back that put up some major numbers and productivity i mean demario franklin jamal stevenson's highly underrated i mean he averaged 13 14 a game last year drayvon claiborne uh he averaged 14 or 15 a game you know franklin averaged uh 17 or 18 so i mean you got three guys there all averaging 13 or 14 plus a game and they they, they play a fun style uh julius uh franchellino if i think that's yeah. how you pronounce his last name i mean he was seven or eight points a game last year, so they just got so many different players back, uh, and they've, they they create problems with their length and athleticism and speed, and especially you know the schedule they play. Uh, that that's going to bode well for them. But yeah, I've they're a clear cut top ten team for me. Uh, I'm still figuring out my rankings, but they'll be in that six, seven, eight range for sure. Yeah. It's this is a lot of I worry though, and I feel this way a little bit about the next couple teams. A top ten rank. This is not a team that would make the top ten most years. I'm gonna say, and so there's they're gonna see that six ranking. And I'm a little worried about how they handle it because um, <laughs> it's lofty. And the same goes for number seven, Romeoville. 16 and 12 last year. They were up and down. They lost. They got destroyed by Juliet West in the regional final. This team has has a lot to prove. (laughs) Yeah, an awful lot to prove. I mean, most years this is a team, and I don't want to be ripping everybody, but they'd not be. They would not be in the top ten. But this year they're one of the most talented teams in the area. DeAndre Heckard. They picked up Eddie Creel from Joliet West. Uh, Khalil Blakeney, Mike Salter, who I've gone on about, Destin Whitaker, Danita Johnson. I mean, a lot of good role players, too, that I've seen over the last couple years. Everything is here. It's chemistry, and they know it's chemistry. There's a lot of guys that want the ball, a lot of guys that want to score. So if, if this team can find a way to become a team and mold together, sky's the limit for them, but who knows if that can happen. Definitely put uh, some bulletin board material for a neighboring school. I bet Bolingbrook. Uh, they will eat that one up because I think I think they play each other. That might be the first week as well uh, in December. I think. Uh, yeah, Romeoville. You know, I know people get bent out of shape on transfers. 
But if you had to pick a player that's ideal for what Romeoville needed, uh, it's Eddie Creel. And, you know, I, he just brings a new type of kind of attitude. I mean, Eddie Creel just went through a, a, a big postseason run last year, got to the sectional final with Juliet West. He brings some toughness, some physicality, and a superior athlete uh, to this Romeoville team. So that's why, I, th- I mean, that's why I think they, you know, they can, they are potentially a top 10 team, no question. It's just a matter of if they can live up to it and stay there. Uh, I, I thought highly enough of them to include them in the in the event I put together when sides collide. They'll be playing uh, West Aurora team, which we'll be talking about a little bit later. But, you know, it, it's a talented team that just has to prove themselves. And I, I don't think they would disagree they they would probably agree with that too that they have some work to do and improving that they belong in this ranking with these teams yeah you know that's a good point about eddie creel because you know i hadn't really thought about that because but he is what they needed because eddie creel we've seen the last two years he does whatever the team needs that day you need a rebounder he rebounds you need somebody to guard a, a you know an awesome opposition scoring guard he can do that you need somebody to score for you he can do that Eddie did a really great job the last two years for Julia West of just filling that role that night of what they needed. And that's that'll be huge for Romeoville. Next up, number eight, Fenwick. Everybody knows what they had last year, 30 and 5, second place in class 3A. Big losses, though. Jacob Keller and Jamal Nixon, big losses, but you have to love what this group has back. DJ Stewart, who, you know, was a star at the state tournament, and then this rock-solid group of seniors that have experience and just know how to play that system Rick Monati wants to play. AJ Nixon, Billy Bruce, Michael Laughlin has some size, Sam Daniels, and then Junior Damari Nixon, another Nixon. This team doesn't have kind of the high-flying future college talent that every other team does above them. But they do have a superstar in DJ Stewart, and they have a lot of kids who know how to win high school basketball games and have won a lot of them. See, I'm I'm of the belief that Fenwick is going to. Be, I, I'm interested to see what the general because opinion is on this team. I seem to be of one that is this team's going to be much better than people realize, even though you got them ranked pretty higher. Uh, I just think they see Jacob Keller gone and, and Nixon gone. But I, I, again, this is a group I've seen this offseason. And DJ Stewart is just getting better and better, obviously. He's a top 25 talent in that class nationally. Still young, but this is a player who was the leading scorer as a freshman. But the player I'm just really excited about is Damari Nixon. Damari Nixon, the junior guard, uh, I, I think he is going to be kind of the breakout of this group. And then... I think we have guys that know their roles. I mean, Billy Bruce is the ultimate, ultimate role player. He makes winning plays, takes a charge. He'll, he'll, he'll knock a three down. Uh, he's a forgotten guy, but he's tough. He's physical, 6'2", 6'3". I love him. I, I just think, like I said, he's the ultimate role guy. A.J. Nixon is, is solid, can knock a shot down. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's a team that I think is. I think some people are going to say, "Oh, they're going to take a big drop. They're not going to be anywhere near as good as last year." But I th- also think it's a team that's going to. DJ Stewart and Damari Nixon. When I see them play, and well, I'll probably see them play that that Fenwick Oak Park game and at the Chicago League Classic. But 
I just think when you watch Fenwick play in those early December games, and then you see them play, you know, late February, I think it's going to be a world of difference. I think DJ Stewart is just going to continue to grow and become even more of a uh, of a go to player over the course of his sophomore season. Yeah, it's going to be they're going to be a fun team to watch for sure. And so, well, number nine, number nine, Waukegan. The uh, Brown, the unrelated Browns, all three juniors are, uh, they're, they're juniors now. Bryant Brown, 6'5", kid, possible breakout star. Jaden Brown, Jordan Brown. There's a lot here and a lot of experience. They've all been on varsity since freshman year. This team did lose a huge piece, though, in Carson Newsom, who just, he really was a massive in a lot of their biggest games. But... You have to like what they have back. You have to like the chemistry there. I really feel like they found themselves in the playoffs last year. Lost Evanson in that sectional final in a close game. And when you saw them last year, sometimes they were just firing on all cylinders and looked like a top 10 team. They were amazing. Then sometimes they weren't. That's what you're going to get with younger teams. But Waukegan definitely can make a run. They're going to be one of the better teams, if not the best team, up in the northern suburbs this year. No, they have, they have a little bit more depth than they had last year. Not big name depth, but they've got a little bit more depth to go to. They're going to have to rely on that speed and athleticism. They're going to have to get points in transition. They're uh, they're going to have to create it with their defense because you know they're not real big. They don't have a whole lot of size other than Bryant Brown. He's about six four, and they don't have a ton of perimeter shooting, uh, consistent perimeter shooting. So. You know, it, it, but they have enough with that speed, athleticism, and length to really be disruptive and and, and score some easy, some easy points offensively. Uh, it's just, again, some of those things taken care of. When, when things bog down in the half court, are they going to be able to kind of establish themselves in that regard? Number ten is Larkin. I I feel like I might like this team more than some other people. I, I really was impressed with Jalen Shaw last season. Anthony Lynch had a played really well every time I saw him last season. Pierre Black is back. They're one of those the few teams now that have a, a guard and a, and a good big man, which you're not going to see a ton throughout the rankings. I, I, Larkin generally has good role players. They've got some depth. A little bit worried because they could kind of go in the bucket a bit last year, this team. But they had a decent run in the playoffs, made it to the sectional final. I'm not rock solid on Larkin, but they squeaked in there at the top ten. Potentially, I think they're off the charts good. I really do. I, I and, and what you said, hit and miss. But I think a little of that was due to their youth, and but particularly Jalen Shaw, the big fella. I mean, he's six foot nine. He can be a difference maker at both ends of the floor, defensively on the glass. It's just a, been a battle to for him as far as consistency. Now, if he's a consistent, dominating factor at both ends of the floor, then this is a completely different team. I mean, they are, you know, the team that we saw in March when Shaw was dominant. Shaw was terrific in a regional final and sectional semifinal games. Uh, But they have a lot to go with. I mean, Anthony Lynch is is a scoring combo guard, averaged about 15 to 16 a game last year. But they got guys that people don't really know. I mean, you mentioned Pierre Black. Um, uh, Kendrell Morris is back. Uh, Max Whiskerchen, Isaiah Talley, uh, Vic Perez was a sophomore who played some varsity last year. So they got a bunch of guys, a ton of experience that 
I think are were, were really gained a lot of value with that postseason run, but also kind of left a bitter taste in their mouth falling short in that sectional final game. So they got a lot going for them in what will be a terrific conference oh, race yeah. in that's, that upstate river. That's going to be fun. I feel like I'll be wanting to drive out there all the time. I'll, I'll be there plenty. Also, the f- first week of the season, the first Friday, that the day after Thanksgiving, they face Young at Rockford-Guilford. And I think I might try and sneak over there if I can from DeKalb from the football games to see. Oh yeah, we you might not. Sneak, have you can any, sneak from DeKalb to Rockford. Yeah. yeah, we might not have anybody local in two and three A, <laughs> and it's like an afternoon game, and that sounds pretty fun. Uh, Larkin Young at Rockford Guilford, so uh, we will check that one out maybe. And now I feel like that ends kind of my second tier of teams. I was pretty solid on those five in some order in the second tier. With me, I mean, it's possible one of these next five could have snuck up in that. But anyway, um, on to number 11, it's Bogan. It's funny, I totally flipped my opinion. I think last week (laughs) Joe and I were talking, I was saying I'd take uplift over Bogan. Well, after actually (laughs) laying it all out and looking at them and then, you know, how well they did in the playoffs last year, got to the sectional semi, lost to Rita, who had a nice run, but. And I just can't get Rashawn Agee out of my head. You know, Joe's talked about Jeremiah Washington, Jordan Booker. There's a load of juniors and sophomores just ready to go on this team. And I just, I always like the style Bogan plays. So when I got to make a choice, I kind of tend to go for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I, we had the debate a little bit of debate last week. I think uh, was that last week. Already? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the yeah, Bogan. I, I like this team. I I just think Jeremiah Washington and Rashawn. We just talked about those two again, but the, I, I think they're ready to really r- rise to the occasion. And, and I, I'm just I'm excited about Jeremiah Washington. I love his game. I love his motor. Uh, I love the disruption he causes, putting pressure on opposing defenses. His jumper has gotten so much better. Uh, Pull-up jumper, three-point range. Uh, He's he's a real up-and-coming player in the junior class. Number 12 is Bolingbrook. Now, I feel like maybe this is too low for them. They're one of the few teams left that I'm going to say that for that they could possibly be higher. You have to love the experienced backcourt coming back. Caleb Thornton, Joseph Yosefu, Tyler Cochran. I mean, we know that those guys are killers and we saw what they did last year. I just worry about the size and the rebounding and the teams above them. I know who's going to do that for them pretty much. So that's kind of what knocked Bolingbrook down a bit, but what a program that has been built out there in the southwest suburbs year after year we're seeing rob brost has got this team ready to challenge the best well what i gotta do immediately is to forget about comparing this bolingbrook team to last year because that team was that team was really special last year for bolingbrook and you know you lose non atkinson who's at nebraska uh the big fella uh like bins who was just a huge presence for them you know, and they lost some other little pieces and parts as well. So, but yeah, they're going to go with those three guards, uh, and in particular, this off season, Tyler Cochran, the junior, who had who just had a knack last year for coming up in big moments and big, he, he was huge in the Joliet West win uh, in the sectional game. But Tyler Cochran put together a terrific off season, picked up some mid major offers, big body mismatch problem. At, you know, on the perimeter, 
so yeah, I mean, those three guys are gonna are gonna create havoc uh, all year long, and just like they did last year. But yeah, they're not quite as imposing athletically because of those losses of some of those players. Yeah, but last... they're still gonna have speed and quickness is there. It's just there's there's a lack of a presence, um, both on the glass, physically, athletically. Yeah, and you're right, and, and I feel like they may struggle. Yeah, because we just know those big bodies are gone. Whereas if they were coming into this year without us knowing they used to be there, <laughs> it might affect it. But you're right, it it kind of messes with things. Anyway, number thirteen. This is a team that kept rising for me as I was doing the ranking. St. Rita. They were nineteen and eleven last year. Pretty much everything back. They lost to Morgan Park in a pretty close, very close sectional final game. I think. Um, Jordan Matthews, the third Matthews brother, Jeremiah Odin, who a lot of people, especially in the spring and summer circuit, have talked about. Joel Watts, sophomore point guard, who really impressed me last year. Big man Cam Bartman, 6'8", and a lot of other really good bodies that in various games last year I saw step up. This team, I feel like nobody has a great handle on them. I don't know if you agree, Joe, but there's a lot of upside potential here. But there isn't any real superstar, you know, to hang their hat on. Well, they've got the steady point guard in Jordan Matthews, who, you know, Gary DeCesar, if you talk to him, will say he's the most underrated guard in in, in Illinois. Uh, he can guard. He, you know, he guards and defends. He's their leading scorer, so he's back. But it's these – and another big body senior is Landon Gladney. He's a six foot five. A, a factor on the glass. He can score around the rim a little bit. Uh, obviously, you mentioned Bartman. So that's some big size right there, 6'5", six, 6'8". Six, but it's, it's all to me is how far these three younger kids come. Uh, Jeremiah Oden is a 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, junior who, you know, everybody, when college coaches keep calling and asking and saying, hey, Joe, who who's a guy who could really rise this year and, and kind of come out of nowhere and you know, Jeremiah Oden's one of the names I give him. Uh, but between him, Alec Millinder, the six-foot uh, sophomore point guard, and then you mentioned Joel Watts, those three guys. Uh, now, Joel Watts is coming off a knee surgery. He's going to be out, I believe, till I don't know, sometime in December. But uh, to me, it's how big of a jump these three young kids, two sophomores and a junior, can make between now and you know, that second half of the season. Yeah, and you have to remember that they are 3A, right? No, they... They, they went up. Did they move up? They moved up, Okay, 4A. yeah, I forgot. That's too bad, because they would have been, what, the fourth or the third 3A team we would have mentioned yeah. <laughs> if they had yep. stayed down. Yeah, it's two years you have to stay, right? Or wait, no, yeah, this is so, their first. Yeah, they... um. But, I mean, if they were... Well, I don't know why we're talking if they were. Yeah, uh, they're not. <laughs> they're not. But no, I mean they're that, that's that's another team with a lot to you know kind of approve with that ranking. Uh, I think they are a Chicago Catholic League challenger to Fenwick, the number one challenger to Fenwick. Yep. All right, number fourteen, West Aurora, another team that kind of climbed as I was doing this. They were a little bit under the radar, twenty-one and nine last year. They lost to Bolingbrook in the sectional semis. Pretty much everybody's back. Um, Camden Atlin, everybody's known for a long time. Uh, Jared Crutcher, who I think was a better player than most people realized last year. Ben Young, who you will definitely notice when you see them. And then the big addition, East Aurora's star junior, Trayvon Brown, is there. And that, I, I think maybe that was one of the 
underrated transfers of the offseason. I think he could really kind of add a, a lot to this team. Yeah, he averaged 12 a game last year for them um, as a junior at East Aurora. But West Aurora's got a bunch of different, you know, pieces. Uh, Cameron Donnellan is, is a stat sheet stuffer, tremendous athlete. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a Division One football prospect, a state champion in track, and uh, as and he's been a over a thousand point scorer already at West Aurora. Uh, Jared Crutcher is a six foot. He's really key for them. Six foot five gives him a little bit of size, a little bit of length. Uh, you know, he rebounds, can score a little bit, double digit score. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Ben Young is a guy you can step out and knock a shot down. They got a bunch of guys with a whole lot of varsity experience, a senior group that went undefeated as sophomores without Donald and I even on the team. So this is a big year for West Aurora and Brian Johnson. The familiarity I think these guys are going to have yeah. now with Johnson in his second year as opposed to being in his first year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're they're a bona fide, legit top 20 team. Yeah, everything, that, everything you said, kind of the senior thing kept coming together. You know Johnson's second year. This is these guys are going to be, I think, a little bit like a version of Orr, where they're ready to go this year. A little bit ahead of some other teams, I think. And I don't think a lot of people have been thinking or talking about West Aurora. It should be an interesting year to see what they put together, and they're going to be part of that loaded field at Pontiac. Uh, speaking of number fifteen, Oak Park, twenty-four and seven last year. They lost to Young in the sectional final. Made a nice run. This is an interesting group. They lost, you know, the, a couple of big bodies last year, but Isaiah Fuller is back. Deshaun Enoch, guard, a lot of us have been impressed by. And then Charlie Honey, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Honey, I saw him play really well at Thanksgiving last year and then not so much the rest of the season, which was a little confusing. And Oak Park, you know, I think they're, to me, the last solid team I've got in my, uh, in my rankings. They're the last one I was totally sure of at 15. And there, there's a lot of potential here. I, I like this team. I, you know, you see all these summer games, Mike, and there's very few that resonate, obviously, because they're summer. But I keep going back. I watched a summer game uh, at the DePaul team camp, and it was Oak Park and Orr. And they just went at each other. And, and they, you know, it was a summer game. It was, for the most part, meaningless. But I walked out of that just that day thinking, okay, I really like the look of this Oak Park team, Isaiah Fuller, you mentioned him. You know, he he was an All League guy and uh, last year, average twelve game, four assists. He's really kind of emerged as a steady point guard. Uh, Deshaun Enoch is a combo guard, really talented combo guard junior. He averaged ten a game last year. And an underrated kid is is Malachi Ross, six foot four, long. You know, gets a steal, gets a rebound, gets a block, and uh, he, he's, you know, going to be a really nice high school player, small college player. So yeah, it's a it's a good group. Different they, they, now, they've got some serious production to to replace, replace yeah. uh, with those two graduate, uh, the two big men that they graduated, but uh, Jared Scott and um, Cameron Gross. But I, I just I like this team. I think uh, you got them about where they should be and. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of potential. They're going to play fast, too. They're going to play fast. They're going to, uh, again, kind of like how I described Waukegan, they're going to have to create a lot from their defense, creating some havoc and, and really putting some pressure on opposing teams. And now we head into the 
Wild West. <laughs> these are teams where, you know, I, I like them. I've seen, you know, these guys have got some star players, that kind of thing. But I'm not 100% sure what what they're going to bring as far as high-quality Super 25 teams. So there's my preface. Number 16, the first of that group is St. Charles East. They were 18-9 and last year. Lost to Bartlett in the first round of the playoffs, which was not confidence-inspiring, but they do have Justin Hardy, who is confidence-inspiring. He can really shoot it. He's a 6'5 senior. Could be one of the breakout players this season. He's going to put up some big numbers. And I just really liked this team when I saw them last year. It seemed like they didn't always live up to that when I wasn't there, but I just liked the way they played. I liked the way they moved the ball around. They've got a, a lot of experience back. This team could make some serious noise in that really good upstate eight that we were talking about. There's there's a lot of veterans. There's some good young talent as well. There, there it's a it's a system and style that suits this personnel well. You know what Pat Wiz does with this group, and, and, and it starts with Justin Hardy because he's an unselfish superstar who does all the dirty work, and he's a blue collar guy, but he's also going to go out there and get you twenty and ten. And he'll step out and knock a three. He can, he's an underrated passer, which really sets up some of these other guys like Zach Robinson, uh, who's been around, and, and Nate Ortiz, and um, Cody Mitchell's another kid at six foot five. He, he, he's got some upside, a 2019 kid, a junior. Uh, you know, they, they've just got a, you know, a group that I think are going to settle into their roles, understand who their guy is, which is Justin Hardy. And, and really ride him, but while knowing that they've got a lot of confidence in these other pieces and parts that are, are, are a bona fide top 25 team, a team that's going to be in the thick of things and what should be one of the best conference races and toughest conferences in the, in the, in the Chicago area. Yeah, Pat Woods, the Central East Coast, mentioned one kid to me, Mark Musel. He's a junior, 6'5". I mean, said he's just a ridiculous shooter that he had a couple games in the 40s this summer. So, I mean, when you got that kind of thing coming off the bench, Zach Mitchell, another kid, you know, they're really looking forward to. He's a junior, I think. So, a lot of bodies here, more so than you'll see, especially on a lot of suburban teams. There's a lot of depth. They're going to be fun to watch, so you always got to like that. Next up is number 17, Hinsdale South, 19-12. and 12, Made that great run in the playoffs last year. Lost to Wheaton North in the sectional semis, who also had a great run. And they have Zion Griffin. The kid going to Iowa State, Joe's got to make number three senior in the class. Also a rising sophomore, six seven Aaron Timms. So it's going to be the guards. They do have some experience back there, though. This team is an unknown to me. I'm putting them at 17 because of Zion Griffin and because of Timms, but I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for them to be live up to what – where you have them uh, to surpass what they did last year, which is they grabbed a share of a league ch- championship. I mean, Zion Griffin's going to have to play and be the player that I, we, we, the people that watched him all summer, yeah. what he became. Because what Zion Griffin was in the spring and summer was not what Zion Griffin was, even how he was kind of utilized. I mean, he was a, you know, either on the block, little face up, 15 feet in. Zion Griffin became a different player, and he is uh, just a matchup nightmare with his size, length, and athleticism. He's a high-level athlete, but it's going to have to come down to some of these these supporting role guys. Uh, Robert Barnes is a a kid that comes to mind. He was a 6'2", 6'3", senior. He he was kind of a role-playing glue guy defender last year. 
average five points, five rebounds a game. He's going to have to kind of become a little bit more than that. Um, you know, they have uh, Destin Talbert, who was one of the first players off of the bench last year. He's back. You know, I, you know, your rankings is we. If I'm nitpicking, and again, we we this one maybe a tad bit high in my eyes, but when you have a player the caliber of Zion Griffin, I mean, and if he plays that way, then yeah, they could live up to this. Yeah, that's what it is. I, you know, you're looking at the rest of the teams, and you're like, well, none of these teams have Zion Griffin. So, right. So we went with it. Um, number 18 is Farragut. Talked about them a lot, I think, by the end of the year last year. They were 14-10. and 10. Um, Wilk- Companies Wilkins is gone, but almost, I guess, actually everyone else is back, the entire team. I absolutely love Junior Aaron Strong. I will put him against any junior in the area. I mean that 100%. I think he's going to have a massive year. Edmund Forrest, another junior, is a freak athlete. He can really play. Uh, Reggie Strong had a breakout spring and summer. Uh, we talked about him a, a great deal last year. I think he's one of the top five or ten sophomores in the area. They just don't have a ton of depth. I saw the roster. There's a ton of freshmen on it again. You know, the, the program is just short on numbers. That's going to be an issue. There's not much size. There's a 6'5". Demetrius Schaefer is there. So they're really going to have trouble rebounding. But it's fair. They never have trouble rebounding. So you figure they're going to figure that out. And I just, Aaron Strong, I don't know what happened this spring and summer, why he wasn't more talked about. But I just think the kid's tremendous. I, well, you're gushing over Aaron Strong. I'm going to do the same with Reggie Strong because I, <laughs> I absolutely love Reggie Strong. I think he is a dynamic, dynamic player. And he is one of my top five players in the class of 2020. And he is going to – I don't know how much – you mentioned the depth issue. I don't know how much depth they're going to have, but Reggie Strong is a super talent and uh, a catalyst who can put a team on his back, even at as a sophomore. So that's why, you know, Farragut is going to be – I think they're going to be a team that's – they're going to play that tough, rugged schedule and – uh, they'll probably be in and out of the rankings is my is my my guess, but I think as Reggie Strong goes, so will Farragut. Yeah, and I would bet that Wolf Nelson has picked up another star freshman. There were like four or five on the varsity team, and when I went in there yesterday last year, nobody knew who Reggie Strong was, and I walked out and said, "Well, how about that?" So I, I'm going to add a star freshman most likely to this Farragut lineup, but they're going to be a really interesting team. I can't wait to see them play because they did lose a huge piece, but I, they definitely have enough coming back. Speaking of losing a huge piece, number 19, Evanston. They, they just... How about that? You wild kids fans, <laughs> Michael Bryan. I think, um, yeah, Joe was, Joe was surprised about that. I mean, I think people don't remember. I loved Gordon Watt. He, I think he might've been like a player of the year vote for me. Gordon Watt. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm an Evanston guy. I just, I, and, you know, we didn't talk about them in the last podcast. I mean, I don't know. And we didn't talk about Simeon, I don't think, at all last podcast. We had a whole Simeon Evanston free no shot clock. There, it, there is no team in your top 25 that lost more than Evanston. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anybody as close. I mean, Bolingbrook lost a mon- couple of monster pieces, but I think – just raw all, numbers, yeah, of good players. Yeah. In a senior group that kind of – plus a you know, high major recruit in Ojel Eastern. So, yeah, there's there are some major holes to fill, but 
Uh, there's good young talent in the pipeline, and I, I think Lance Jones is going to be one of the breakout players in, in the junior group. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he's a 6-2 open court player. is just devastating. And, you know, I, as he rounds into being more of a – a, a leader, a floor general, and 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 kind of rein some things in. He's going to become all that more uh, impressive. But they got a good young group. It's just it's going to be it's going to take time. I mean, um, Jaheim Holden is a five nine guard and, and a junior who can score it and uh, can shoot it. Gets hot. Can 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 really kind of take over offensively a little bit. And then a whole surplus of, of young kids. Yeah, and I like that they got a ton of ball handlers, a ton of scorers, and a good group of juniors. You know, they are they haven't had a ton of varsity experience, but they're not super young. I've been hearing about a freshman, Jalen Gibson. I don't know if he's going to be on varsity or not. But, yeah, I, I like Lance Jones enough. I think this is basically my endorsement of Lance Jones. <laughs> Having Evanston at 19, you'll see I start to pick players that I, I believe in. And I, I really thought Jones was a highlight on that team last year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's premature right now, but, I mean, we'll see where these young guys can get between now and, you know, kind of projecting them out because they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to come up big. Uh, they got to – I think they're going to Centralia, I think, for Christmas this year. Oh, okay. Uh, number 20, Uplift. 22-6 and six last year, Marquise Jacobs left and then came back so he is here uh, i think he'll be able to play right away right away he's the kansas commit teraz dobbs they've got you know i guess detailing brown has transferred over from morton some other guys back from last year i feel like this team has a higher ceiling than some of the other teams we've talked about maybe but they also you're not sure what you're going to get necessarily night to night um, i feel like there's some i don't know how to not chemistry issues, but I just I need to see them play hard the whole way through, and I need to see them focused. No, I think it's. I mean, it's it's also chemistry. I mean, I mean, Taraz Dobbs obviously is 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 a big body kid who came back after putting up some numbers. I didn't think he had the greatest spring and summer, but he, he he's one who has a little bit of of a resume already, yeah. and. You know, Michael Flannery uh, is one of the really great defenders in high school basketball. He's a six-one senior, and he put up five, six, seven points a game last year for them. Kind of jack of all trades. Mahari Irving was a, was a guard who who started off and on for them last year, and, and then these newcomers. So, but again, I mean, I, the ball is going to be in Marquise Jacobs' hands, and and he is, you know, he's just. What he is, he's one of the top talents in Illinois, who has game-changing ability. And if Marquise Jacobs on the right day is is doing what he's doing best, they are going to be at a different level, and he he can carry it. He can carry a team. Yeah, you know, he's become. It's kind of crazy that in this year, I've got a team with a Kansas recruit, junior at number twenty. But he's just—he's become kind of a, an interesting figure. We're not exactly sure what we're going to get. This is a big prove-it year for Marquise Jacobs. It'll be interesting to see if he gets it done. Number twenty-one, I got Kenwood, twenty-one and eight last year. Lost to Young Sectional Semi. Speaking of teams that lost everything, yeah, they—they—they they, they another one that did lose a lot. But they—they, yeah. they, 
they could be sneaky good. I mean, I know maybe you're not as sneaky when you're ranked 21, but uh, you know, I, I've I've gone into this year thinking because of some of these young guys and what they've shown this summer, and particularly R.T. Stapleton, the point guard. I I really like him. I think he's going to have a just a rock solid year for them. Yeah, Nas Turner, R.J. McGee, who we know can do a lot. Basically, it's a lot of guys that I saw play well in spurts last year. You know, and, and they weren't needed for full games. But this year, they're going to have to play full games. And they're going to have to play well for Kenwood to live up to this ranking. But they're an interesting team to watch, for sure. Um, number 22 is DePaul Prep. 21-10 and 10 last year, lost to Orr in that sectional final. Elliot Seeger's a huge loss uh, to Whitney Young. This team would have been much, much higher if he was back. But they do have Perry Cowan. You know, he's a top 15, top 10 possible, depending on who you talk to, a junior. Um, Lance Mosley, who I really like. He's a sophomore. Uh, saw him play well last year. Uh, they have some size. Pavel Pentovic, who's been on varsity since he was a freshman. He's a junior. This, this was, a am not going to lie, a late addition to me. I, I've gone back and forth on DePaul Prep in the Super 25, but they're in there. They're 22. The key to me is Lance Mosley. If he can play with some consistency, play at a high level consistently, then this becomes I – mean, this is an opportunity for him to shine. I mean, with Seeger gone, uh, for him in the backcourt, in the, in the perimeter – and then uh, Pavel Panovic is is you know he is tough, physical, rugged, six six, two twenty five. You know, put up ten and seven last year. He's an underrated high school player. And then obviously Perry Cowan is is one of the better players in the junior class. And he's been as you know you think about production over the first two years of high school. Mike Perry has been as productive as anybody over yeah. those two years. Yeah, th- that swung it for me big, I think. When I was kind of looking at who to grab these last few spots, I, I feel like he- you can count on him. I know what he's going to bring. That- that's a really productive, solid scorer that a lot of teams aren't going to have. Number 23 is Willowbrook. 24-5 and five last year, but they had a really disappointing playoff uh, run. They lost to Edison Trail in the regional semis. But everybody's back from that team. Ethan Schumer, signed with St. Cloud State, 6'6 kid. You know, I, I didn't see this team last year. They were one of the ones that fell through the cracks for me, which, you know, I, so that's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It was tough for me to put faith in, but they got everybody back. Joe knows more about them than I do, but I, I feel like they're a solid, you know, high 20s pick here. Yeah, I mean, they'll be in my – I really like this team. I mean, I, they're a team I thought that – I don't want to say overachieved last year because the one thing that struck out to me is the, the, you know, losing early in the, in the, in the state playoffs, but also they didn't play the toughest schedule and that win total with that personnel they had, as far as how young they were, I don't know if it represented truly what that team was or how good that team was at that. I think they won 24 games, I think. But with that being said, I saw enough of them last year that I think, okay, now it looks to me like one year older. Now they become they kind of legitimize themselves because they are seasoned. Ethan Schumer is a is a a, a, a guy who can get things done inside. He's crafty around the basket, double double guy. Uh, they can also step away from the basket and knock a shot down. Uh, they have a shooter, uh, Mantis Massis, uh, if I'm pronouncing that right, six foot one. He had about 60, 70 threes last year. Matt Myers is a, is a really improved 6'3", 6'4", wing. Uh, so I, 
you know, and they got up and down. I mean, they got their whole bench back. They got a kid off the bench last year. I think he was their sixth. Marshawn, Marshawn Phillips was a sixth man last year. I think he averaged, you know, uh, a, 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 like a microwave off the bench for them. So uh, Neil Paxton at point guard. So they just got a bunch of guys back that have you, – you talk about chemistry, this team has it. I mean, this team – is going to rely on that, and they've got uh, an all-state caliber type player in Ethan Schumer. Yeah, so I'll definitely see them this year, that's for sure. And that, that goes on into another team I didn't see last year, which always troubles me, but number 24, Lincoln Way East. They got Sam Schaefer, you've probably heard about, Southern Illinois recruit, 6'6 guy, but also two other guards back, senior guards, Zach Pardoon and Joey Bugemi. Bugemi, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that well. He's 6'3". So that's a nice-sized backcourt all coming back. And then three other seniors um, who came off the bench, Sam Coverick, Brandon Petkoff, Danny Sajewski. So I think this could be one of the, possibly the best Lincoln Way East team ever. They've never won a regional. Never won a regional. Uh, they won 20 games last year for the first time in, in school history. And offensively, there's going to be nights where they are going to look the part because they're going to knock a lot of shots down. Sam Schaefer is a really good shooter. There's other shooters. The key is they got some young big men who are really promising. Uh, a couple of sophomores that if they come along, then this team is going to be a legitimate top 25 team. Yeah, it's uh, Sean McLaughlin, 6'7", and Nate Saputa, 6'8". The two sophomores listed here. So, yeah, that's um, pretty interesting. But I wonder, though, how many of these kids are playing football. I feel like Zach Bardoon, I feel like I've seen that name. I've covered Lincoln Way East a couple times because that's going to set them back a little bit um, if they make a long. Lincoln Way East is, you know, the number one team in football. So could be yeah. a, a rough start for them um, if they have a lot of guys playing there. And that takes us to number 25, the final team in the Super 25, Proviso East. They lost to Curie last year in a regional final. We're 15 and 13. Had kind of an up and down year. Quinlan Bennett is their star senior. He's a top 40 type. And they got a lot of other names back. Tyron Bates, Jalen Hood, Jordan Morris. I've been hearing about this Michael Osborne, who I think is a sophomore. Don't know much about. Also picked up Jeremiah Jones. You probably saw play for St. Patrick last year. Uh, and you, you got to trust Donnie Boyce and what he does there. So Proviso East grabs that, that last spot. Yeah, it's going to be... <clears throat> Quinlan Bennett, if he plays, again, I'm just throwing around the word consistency. All these guys are a year older. They're uh, they're going in their senior year. It's time to kind of become the guy. And if Quinlan Bennett can do that uh, and, and have the ability to put this team on his shoulders, then he had he shows unbelievable flashes. He looks the part, long, athletic guard, can score off the dribble. Uh, the shot's still a work in progress, getting a little bit better. But he, he is he's a difference maker. Uh, on the right day, and I, I think that I have a lot of questions still about Proviso East that need to be answered. And you know, that we know the style they're going to play, how they want to play, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see because that last year was a little bit uncharacteristic for Proviso East. Uh, I, I, what was their record? What they finish? they were fifteen and thirteen last year, but you know, the last time I saw them, they almost beat Fenwick at Fenwick. It went to overtime. You know, so it, it, they've got it. It's just a question of if they can do it. Um, we shall see. Who? So, Joe, I guess. Well, and what's interesting, too, is that, I mean, <laughs> we're talking about the West Suburban Cold, which usually when you talk about that league, the first team that comes to mind is what? Provides a East. Yeah. And we've got 
you've got two teams in that league ranked ahead of Proviso East, Willowbrook and Hinsdale South, which Super weird. should make that league, <laughs> yeah. you know, fun to watch. I mean, uh, last year there was three teams that tied for the top spot, Willowbrook, Hinsdale South, Downers Grove South. To think that three teams tied for the league lead in the West Suburban Gold and none of them were Proviso East, uh, it's pretty unheard of. But, um, no, that, that'll be a fun, a fun league to watch. So, Joe, who are you going to have? Are you ready? Do you even have your 20? Who would you have in that I do? Um, I'm still, I've had the, I have the luxury of not having to have mine done uh, <laughs> right now. I, I believe I have Lake Zurich somewhere in my top 25, um, you know, right the outside or the, the, towards the bottom of that top 25. I believe. I might have even St. Charles North, and um, I, I think they're they got size, they got shooting, yeah. uh, they got some young talent. I think they're right on the verge of being a top twenty-five team uh, in my rankings. Uh, I had some thoughts about St. Viator. Uh, I don't know if that might be pre- a little premature, but I think St. Viator is going to be one of the most improved teams uh, in, in the in the Chicago area and an East suburban Catholic conference favorite. So, yeah, I mean, I, our, our top 25 really will not look a whole lot different. Uh, the order might be obviously a little different, but a, a lot of the same teams, I, I would say I off the top of my head, Mike, I bet we have probably 22, 23 of the same top 25, which is wow. kind yeah. of unheard of. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I, guess, I, I think there's 18 at, 17 or 18 that are no doubt going to be top 25. And then it's a matter of who those last seven were going to be. Uh, and it looks like four or five of those seven are going to be identical to what you had. The uh, kind of the ones that just missed a little short list here. St. Joseph. I had them actually in for a while. Like you said, like Zurich, I had them in for a while. Leo's got a lot back, picked up a nice transfer in Fred Cleveland. I think they're going to be good. Geneva, we've talked about that upstate eight. River, you know, a lot of young talent there. Bloom, speaking of young, Bloom's going to be in the rankings at some point this year, I would guess, part of that loaded Pontiac field. All sophomores, though, so kind of wanted to pull the reins back on that a little bit. Hillcrest, uh, Nutrier, big bodies, senior guards back. Oh, yeah. I do have Nutrier in my top. That's, okay. that's another one. I have them in my top 25. Uh, North Lawndale, I uh, actually just talked, got off the phone with uh, with Lewis Thorpe. They think Demetrius Douglas is going to be one of the best players in the city. David Forrest, uh, they're a little worried because so many guys played football, but North Lawndale is going to be pretty good. Batavia, Riley Cooper, a lot back from that team. I think they're going to be fun. Do not count out the Joliet schools. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Really? Yeah, I think. Uh, no, <laughs> I mean, no, I. <laughs> I think somebody would have had. I think somebody might have had them in the rankings if they weren't worried about looking biased. I think Joey West is going to be pretty good. I mean, Charles McKinney and Mike Smith have played excellent in big games over the last two years. I think those kids are better than people realize. And they had a really talented sophomore group last year that could have been on varsity, but because they were so locked in, they weren't definitely watch them. Joliet central, an awful lot back actually of experience. They're just not superstars, but we saw what Larry Thompson did last year. Uh, McHenry team to watch up in the Fox Valley Libertyville with drew Peterson. Earlier, I might have had them in the rankings. I'm just not so sure. New coach there and everything. Joe mentioned St. Charles North, St. Viator. Had a big playoff run. Jeremiah Hernandez back. He's an excellent player. And that was kind of the extent of my list. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, that list, like you said in the very beginning of the, of the podcast, you know, 20 teams. I mean, that, I mean, I can throw in a, a St. Ignatius, very improved. Don't sleep on them. Uh, in the DuPage Valley, Naperville North and Wheaton North are both going to be pretty, very good. Uh, Manuka, um, De La Salle, uh, a Buffalo Grove. I mean, I, there's a bunch of teams. Lane Tech, you talked about them a little bit last week. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of teams that interchangeable from 20 to 40 if you were doing a top 40. In a year this wide open, especially near the mid to bottom, we have not talked about Bennett, which frightens yeah. me. I feel like we know they've got, <laughs> they've got the bigs. Uh, but, yeah, watch out for Bennett. I just want that on the record in the preview <laughs> podcast. So, uh, when they're playing for the state title in March. When they're rolling know. in a Pontiac and <laughs> yeah. you're number 12 and Mike's top 25 yeah i want that on the record before we go off it's been a long one we've covered an awful lot of stuff if you're still listening thank you very much and uh that is it the preseason super 25 i can't wait to see who we did not mention at all who uh, yeah be a major player this year Uh, but thanks everybody for listening i'll ask for questions on twitter we'll kind of do a big mailbag next time and do all state. i haven't even thought about my all state team we'll get into that kind of stuff But uh, that is the Super 25 as we head into 2017-2018. Have a good night, everybody.